Good evening, everybody. I want to welcome all you beautiful listeners to my living room. Yeah. Uh, my name is Raven Fields. What a Raven. I'm one in a million, baby. <laughs> uh, woke up on the right side of the bed. Gotta get dressed, get on the internet. Weekend's over, got a week of class. But I heard Raven made a new field cast. Tune in and I always turn away up. On SoundCloud, now I gotta say up. Anytime basketball on the track, it's a rap, so enjoy. Kick back, field cast, uh. Yeah, testing, testing. Thank God, thank God, this a blessing, uh. Yeah, ain't this the best thing? Since crush, yeah, we straight flexing, yeah. Uh, so grab you a seat. Tell the weather, man, we packing the heat. Uh, retweet to the max. From KY to Cleveland, we play field episode this is. This is the first time I'm coming to you live from my new home, Lexington, Kentucky. I moved in, we moved in, oh, I don't know, three weeks ago, and it's just been crazy, and I recorded this episode with Nick at the Mountain Muse right before, uh, I think it was three days before we moved, two days maybe before we moved. Um, so it's just been a crazy three weeks and um, trying to get settled in here. Eloise just started her orientation at UK today and I've spent the day with her mother actually. Um, it's just been a crazy three weeks. I feel really bad it's taken me this long to get this out. I don't, I don't even know where my recording equipment is so this is just a quick and dirty version I just want to get this out and once again I, I tweeted this just now my apologies to Nicholas for this taking so long and to the Mountain Muse and Heba and Darcy who were so kind to uh, host the event and it was crazy like I, I when we when we started oh there's my laundry's done um when we started recording that night, we start. I think it was like seven. We started, and seven came around. There was maybe ten people there, and uh, you know, I was I was kind of bummed. I was hoping for more, but we started talking, and Nick started playing the first song, and like halfway through the first song, people just started showing up, and it was just this crazy crowd that showed up. So you're probably like I haven't listened to what I have recorded. I just opened my computer there's I listened to the beginning and there's this weird clicking noise that, that I kind of hope doesn't go through the whole thing um, but if it does it does and there's nothing we can do about it now but you're probably gonna start hearing people come in and a lot of crowd noise because I mean there was just this huge crowd there and they were buying popcorn and fudge from Heather and Nick was uh, doing his thing and we were doing our thing and it turned into this kind of really cool night and uh, Nick really opened up about things that were going on with Sunday Best, especially I kind of felt bad after because once we started talking about it, we hadn't really discussed like, oh, we're going to talk about this or the only thing I asked him to do was play a certain song that I wanted to dedicate to Eloise. But other than that, like he didn't say, oh, I don't want to talk about this or I didn't ask him, can we talk about this? We just kind of went and did it, and uh, I felt bad because I could tell that that was kind of a raw subject, but he didn't hold back, and he was uh, kind with his time, and uh, I think it turned out to be like a really special night for him because he was, as you hear, he was kind of looking to do something like that for a while, just kind of plays music for people that want to hear his music as opposed to 
bunch of drunk people, I guess. But uh, it was cool, and I hope that as we get as you the episode gets deeper into it, the sound isn't as bad because of all the people there, all the crowd noise. But it was a really cool night, and I appreciate Nick, and I appreciate Heather and Darcy. It was kind of like my last hurrah. Prestonsburg field cast last hurrah on Prestonsburg. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk anymore. Uh, hopefully, you guys get to enjoy the music he plays because I, I don't even know what, what it sounds like. So hopefully, it sounds good. But I want I before we get into the episode, I want to dedicate the episode to uh, former student Santana Spradlin. Her dad passed away, Philip. Um, Philip. And, and uh, Santana's mom were always really nice to me uh, when I was teaching at Beers, when I was teaching Santana. I actually saw her mom uh, right before school let out at, at where she was working, and we talked a little bit. I'm just really heartbroken to hear about Philip. There's a GoFundMe page if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, I don't know if I've retweeted it or not, but um, it's to raise money for his funeral, which is, I think, Wednesday, just two days from now. So this episode is dedicated to him, Philip. He was a he was a music lover himself. He and I have talked a couple times about the music he likes, so I want to dedicate this episode to him. Uh, and without further ado, here is uh, Nick Jamerson's Storytellers. Live at the well, actually, at the, what I was calling it was an intimate evening with Nick Jamerson at the Mountain Muse presented by Fieldcast. So, enjoy! Check, check. How's it right now? You're all part of a grand experiment. I concocted in my head a little over, I don't know, three months ago, four months ago, five months ago. If you don't know me, my name is Brandon Fields. None of you know me. And none of you listen to my podcast. If I have a podcast, and my buddies Heather went to the store, and I was just racking my brain, what could we do for Heather? And I, growing up, loved the television show VH1 Storytellers. I loved it. I'm buddies with Nick from back in college, and I had this idea that VH1 storytellers, Nicholas Jamerson. Nicholas Jamerson. I didn't. I just thought it was a great idea, and I brought it up to him. He liked it, but then he, he ghosted me like my wife did back when we first met. He ghosted me for a few months. Then he called me up uh, a few weeks ago and said, "Let's do it." Here we are. So you guys are a part of a big experiment. So please give. A warm welcome to the pride of Prestonsburg. <laughs> the Prestonsburg, Kentucky, Tom Petty is, I call him. Nicholas Jamerson. <laughs> and since none of you have listened to my podcast, it's more of an interview, so don't get mad at me if I talk too much, but we're going to talk a little bit. But Nicholas is here, and we've got to bring up First of all, we gotta we gotta hit the uh, elephant. Um, why'd you cut your hair? <laughs> he looks better. <laughs> he looks better. You didn't see him a week ago. You didn't see him a week ago. He looked great. <laughs> um, it's just getting too hot. Time for a change. It is hot. Well, I was. Uh, I'll tell this story. I uh, I live right now currently just up on uh, South Pine. And I was driving down, I, was, I think I was going to school or something, and I looked over, and one of my neighbors had on the uh, I Want to Go Home Sunday Best shirt. And I was just thinking, I, I just got to thinking about you guys and what all the, st all the accomplishments you did in, I don't know, what was it, five, six years. This little band, Sunday Best, out of Prestonsburg. And now, you just announced, back in March, Sunday Best is defunct, mm -hmm. done-so. You're out on your own, 
much Taylor pours through your body? You have built up all this momentum with some guys, and now you're on your own. Was there ever an oh crap moment? Every day. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you put so much time into something. Uh, it was settled and established, and you said we had some a lot of momentum going. And, uh, but something pulled me away from it. You know, and then I, I couldn't fight what was pulling me away from it, any longer. And, uh, just having faith that what I'm being pulled towards is um, greater than what I was experiencing. So, well, it's always seemed to me. I mean, we 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 weren't best friends in college. We kind of ran around in different circles, but being almost an outsider, looking in, or following what was going on. It always felt like there was a weight on the shoulders of that group, you and Christopher. Uh, and I wonder if you ever felt that. What, from what I felt, it was you had to represent Eastern Kentucky. This is, and it, it was so much permeated your music, that message of that classic line, I want to go home, and this is your home. I also wonder if that was ever a stress to you guys? No. Uh, I look at it as a gift that people um, kind of look at it. I mean, like, as looking at us as a symbol or whatever of, of Eastern Kentucky, like, I, I don't mind that. I just felt like the way it came from feeling like uh, just being treated like I wasn't a real person. Like, I'm not the same person I've always been. That was really what was uncomfortable for me was, you know, these people, just the way they treated me. Um, not good or bad, like, it just, like, I wasn't a human. Right. You know, I think that happens a lot in society. Uh, you know, we, we observe, you know, especially people that are kind of in the spotlight. I guess it's like we take ownership. You know, when LeBron left Cleveland. Oh, don't get me started. I'm from Cleveland, yeah. so he, he's he pulled on my heartstrings. Yeah. But but you know, people got so mad, and it was like you know, he had to do what was right for him. Ultimately, he's just a human being too. And well, it was the wrong decision. <laughs> of course, he came back. He's leaving again. Though. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I don't know. I just I felt like it had just come to this thing that I was completely being identified through this thing that I just love to do, but that's not who I am entirely, you know, and that's, that was really what I was uncomfortable with, was just, I was just, lim I felt like my whole existence was limited to this one singular thing that I did, you know, that I do, but ultimately that's not who I am entirely, so that's what I was more uncomfortable with. Like, I was always just in lead singer of this group mode when I'm a whole, best guy. Yeah, I'm a whole person. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, you can immediately explain the best. Uh, so, I, well, let's, let's get out the heavy stuff out of the way. What, what's, what's your first song? Well, um, in, in the same vein of what we're talking about, I, I was thinking about tonight and where I want to start. And, uh, this song was a turning point in my life where I was in the middle of all of that uh, Sunday best stuff, probably at the peak of, of it. And uh, I was in a hotel in Newfoundland, Canada. I had flown there and was really missing home. And I just felt like, again, people were just my family. In particular, it was like it was more about the thought. They were they were they only got to experience the thought of me rather than my presence. You know, it was like they love me, but it's I'm not really being allowed to be active in my relationships with anybody. Really, it's like it's always on the run, and, and um, you know, just playing to strangers all the time. And that's a weird dynamic to be in all the time, to just feeling like you're 
having almost like you're having to win people over all the time instead of just being able to just chill and be be who be myself. Yeah. So I wrote this song. It's called Ghost.
Now I feel weird. <laughs> Is it weird I'm up here? No. No. Yeah, I, I love that song though, but now it's like weird to just talk. <laughs> it's new for everybody, yeah. so we're in it together. Alright, man. Uh what is it like now, artistically? I mean, uh, are you more free? Do you like it better? Do you miss being in band? Um, it's, it's, you know, it's just different. I, I, I like playing with people, and I do play with, with a group. Um, there is more pressure. Not pressure, but you're just on your own. It's just like, I think, running your own business, you know, with, with nobody to help you. Get all the money. Yeah, that do get all the money, you know. But, uh, you know, it, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just different. Um, you know. Maybe more wealthy. <laughs> no, definitely not that, but, um, but, um, yeah, it's just, a, it's a different thing. I do feel more free. I don't feel so, um, I, I can go wherever I want to go, you know, with, with it just being me by myself. And, um, you know, but I can go wherever I feel like I need to go. You still have the same aspirations, though. You still, I remember an interview you guys gave about, uh, and I think you were actually on the red carpet at the uh, award show. I think it was Country Music Awards. And, and you were talking about how um, it was going to be you guys up there. Um, is that still the same goal? I said that. I think so. I think so. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> what changed and why? I just kind of woke up to what was in front of me in the moment. You know, I think for a lot of my life, I was always looking past where I was at. You know, instead of appreciating the moment that was at hand, it was like always looking at the next thing. And I get to play music for a living. You know, in a world that is hard to live in, and I don't think there's anything more I could ask for, you know. So, um, I want to play big stages. I, I want to I want to reach as many people as I can doing what I love and share with the maximum amount. But, you know, life is a long, hopefully, a long journey, and... Uh, a life's work takes a life's work. So it's like, I don't, the way my nature is, it's like, there's always going to be something else, you know? So it's like, I'm just trying to enjoy life now and enjoy being here and these sort of things and not look past that if there's going to be something more important that comes along, you know? Because it's like, tomorrow might not come. Yeah. So it's like, what, what, what am I, why am I looking past this moment when, there may not be anything greater than this, you know? So, yeah, it's changed a lot. <laughs> yeah, you can yell things out, too. Like, Take your shirt off! <laughs> That's what it got yelled a lot when we were in college. I'll tell you something. When I first heard Dick play, first heard Dick sing, it was a talent show, and I actually played in the same talent show. I played guitar for it. Uh, Whitney Fleming was his name at that time. But I mean, I thought I killed it. And I was sitting, oh yeah, I'm sure. I was sitting with my girlfriend at the time, and Nick comes out and does a cover of Chris Daughtry Home. <laughs> my girlfriend takes her bra off and throws it out. Shit, so. But uh, that was my first, and, and I, but at that time, you know, he was just the kid from. College, and I don't think I ever thought that you would go on to do the things that you've done. And now here you are sitting here, you've done these things, and to me, you're still just a kid from high school college because that's just all you are. That's just yeah. your, your identity now. So yeah. it's interesting to hear you say some of the things you said, especially after all the things you've done. Probably all the crazy things you've seen, I can only imagine. But uh, I was, I felt like I was looking past all that stuff. Like I had to get somewhere else. Like that wasn't good enough. It's such a thing that I think 
a lot of people deal with. It's like not appreciating the process of life, trying to be get somewhere else. It's like looking back at those times at Bible, it's like that's some of my most cherished memories. And I was like, you know, it's like I wish that I hadn't looked past that. You know, but I think that's just kind of the nature of the world we live in. Oh, I'm so, so jealous. All the girls just going crazy that night. The only one crazy for me, I ain't had my sweater vest on. <laughs> What's the next song? Um, so when I was kind of going through all this stuff, I it all sort of all these realizations sort of came around my thirtieth birthday. I was just like, how did I get here? How did this? This is not what I wanted out of my life. I thought, you know, it's thirty. By the time you're an adult, I'm like, I'm an adult now. <laughs> And uh, that was just the reality. Like time was was passing, and again, it was like just not being conscious of the life I was really living. It was like I just kind of thought that, you know, you didn't have to like just things would happen. You know, I would be led where I was supposed to to go, and you know, life will suck you up and take you to a place you don't want to if you're not consciously directing it. And um, so I just. I spent, I started just trying to get back to who I thought I was, and I was living in Lexington at the time, and found this park uh, close to my house, Veterans Park, it's on a creek, um, running through Lexington, not a lot of places like that, it just, it, it brought me back to just when I was young, and spending a lot of time outside, really just hanging out in the woods and um, on the creek. And I was, it made me think about just all the times in my life that I'd spent beside a body of water through good times and bad times and just trying to clear your head times, you know? And uh, so I wrote this song kind of with, with all of those, all of that in mind. Um, so I've ever been. Well, my heart 
been shattered, it was broken in parts, so I cussed out the moon and it flipped off the stars. I was a mess, a girl in a dress I'll never see. She was the one who I wanted to love for the rest of my days, we'd had enough. So I tried to drown each of my deadly sins. Down at the riverbank, where I go so I can think, I might even take a drink. Down at the riverbank. Two kids, and they all look the exact same. 
And if you've seen the Jamerson, you can see it. I uh, I don't see it here. What is it? Is it, is it the mob side of the jeans, or who, who do you guys look for? I guess it depends on who we're around. Because <laughs> some people say bad, some people say normal. Okay. So, except Joseph, he's the milkman. <laughs> well, we won't touch that. Let's go milk me. I'm just kidding. What's the next song? Um, when I moved home, when I so I, I spent all this time in Lexington, sort of trying to figure it out, and then when I figured it out, I, I left, sort of in the middle, in the middle of the night, and separated myself from uh, the band I've been in, uh, relationship I've been in. And I moved to one of the roundhouses over at the lake. I uh, just want a place to live and it was not the best living situation. There's a lot of cat urine and just, it was a dump just to be but it was mine and it was a place to live. And I had been in that house for about a month trying to just process everything with all the changes that had taken place in my life. And, uh, I wrote this song. It's basically just talking about all the roles that I've played in my life. Um, and how I've never really been, I've never been by myself. Uh, truly up to that point and uh, you know I, I was born my sister was born 16 months after me so I was always a big brother I've always been a big brother um, then it was you know we're in relationships we're we're um, I was in a band you know that was my job which is a relationship yeah, and it's another, just another role, you know, it's like we're all living some sort of role, and if we, if we identify too much with one thing, then I just think that you're just going to be let down at the end of the day, you have to be whole as a, I'm, I was trying to find this wholeness without having to identify with anything, really, just, I guess, that's peace, you know, um, so I wrote this song up on the hill and I'd been in that house for four days, completely moved in and settled and found black mold in the house and had to move out of the house. And, um, but this song was like, I was like, well, I wrote that song. Um, that, was the, that was the purpose of being up there. And uh, I look at it now as just a, a reminder to um, just let things go, um, to, to, to not just identify with, it's hard to identify with anything, but it's always ever-changing. And um, So this song's going to let it go for a little. <laughs> I'm the eldest of a set Irish twins. I don't remember when life began. But it was always we obey your men. That's the way that it's always been. Never at a threshold of my own Cause I was too damn scared so I postponed Getting out of my comfort zone Finding myself now The very first time I don't have no 
friends here to lend me their smile. Sometimes I feel crazy, sometimes I feel wild, but I just need to stay here let it go for a while. I sing songs all across this land. I made all kinds of folks in my grandbuds land. Yeah, I did it for as long as I could stand. It was a whole lot of fun, but here I am. I'm finding myself now the very first time. I don't have no friends here to lend me their smile. Sometimes I feel crazy, sometimes I feel wild, but I just need to stay here, let it go for a while. If the role exists, I will play the part. Sacrifice sections of my heart. So I decided I would press restart. And I better get to living because life's too damn short. Yeah, I'm following myself now the very first time. Got a few friends, say, it's good to see you smile. Sometimes I feel crazy, sometimes I feel wild, but I just need to stay here, let it go for a while. Yeah, I just need to stay here, let it go for a while. Appreciate y'all coming out tonight. What a what a crowd. Yeah. Lots of people. I think my neighbor's here. I saw my neighbor. Is she still here? Oh, there she is, right there. That's my neighbor. Thanks for coming, neighbor. She's got a cute dog. My dog barks at us. My dog's a boy. Let's talk about influences. I mean, some of them are obvious. And I joke and I tease. Call you the Preston for Tom Petty. Well, I, I mean, I mean that. I mean, how could that not be a compliment? I mean, that's an obvious one. Is there anything not so obvious that if I got on your phone right now, or I'll date myself, I'll say iPod Shuffle, <laughs> and I hit play, um, I'd be shot. No beaver? No beaver. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll lock it across the board as far as music goes. Uh, Really like uh, this is random, but um, like nineties R and B. Oh yeah, you were just on Instagram. Yeah, doing a little uh, no scrubs. Yeah. Um, but as far as like songwriting goes, um, there's a guy that I met, um, probably ten, twelve years ago when I first started playing out. I was twenty, probably twenty. Years old, a guy named Alan Cormier, uh, in Johnson City, Tennessee. I went down there for the first time to play a show. You know, like growing up around here, I was around a lot of musicians, but uh, not really around a lot of songwriters. And he was the first 
real songwriter that I really came in contact with. And, um, that's when I realized that, that this is what I wanted to do, was, was to make music and, um, and writing songs as a creative outlet. You know, it just made it real for me. Um, Chris Apeland's been a huge influence on me, I think, for him. What a voice. Yeah, what a voice. And just, I think what he's done, not just for me, but a lot of people regionally that are playing music, is it kind of broke through that ceiling of the potential for what we can be being out here, you know, because, you know, you grow up and you look at people like Tom Petty and you just think that they're larger than life and there's no way that you can reach that. But it's ultimately, it's not outside of any of us to do it. You know, it's just the belief in it. If you have the belief to do it, then I, I, I do feel that you can find a way to go as far as you, you want to. But have you ever met him or had any interaction Chris, with Chris? Yeah, a few times. Uh, actually, the first time I met him, uh, we were at a place called uh, Cosmic Charlie's in Lexington. And I leaned in to talk to him. And Got a big mouthful of his hair. Oh. <laughs> so there's nothing like. So lucky. Your, yeah, I know. Like eating your hero's hair. So. Is that why you cut your hair? You just saw it way too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean. Who's <laughs> the most famous person you ever met? I, uh, I have tens of 30 of listeners. Marlo Tackett. Marlo Tackett? <laughs> he spoke in my, uh, did you have uh, any sociology classes? Oh, man, thank God, no. He spoke in my sociology class. I don't know. What, what's famous? What professor like, got Marlo Tackett? What was the sociology? I can't remember. Prim. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't there. No, it wasn't him. It was a uh, gray hair. What the hair? No, no, it was a uh, it was sociology. I really went to his class a lot. Really. I don't know. Marlon Jackson. But had to get Eric C. Khan had to come to some of no, never mind. He was in disguise. He probably was on the moon. I'll tell you, I gotta tell this Eric C. Pine story. This is my favorite Eastern Kentucky story, bar none. I'm walking into Chiricos, downtown Pikeville. Everybody's been to Chiricos, right? You never know when it's open, then it's not. Eric C. Pine is with who I presumed was his girlfriend. Very young. And they have matching Harvard sweatshirts on. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> I die every time I think of that one. Eric C. Connolly is matching Harvard sweatshirts. I'll stop. Go ahead. No one needs to hear my <laughs> Eric C. Connolly story. I think that. Life has always given us uh, stuff to um, perceive. And, uh, sometimes random things are created because of it. And this is uh, a random song. Uh, I was on my way out to Colorado and uh, stopped at a rest area. And uh, I just thought it would be interesting to work at a rest area because you you see every single walk of life that goes into a rest area so i walked up to the guy behind the desk and his name was abe and i said how long have you been here he said i've been here six weeks i used to work on i-75 so he had rest stop experience yeah that's how he got the job yeah, yeah. And we were on 64 East, coming home. They moved up. I guess, yeah. And so uh, I went to the car and wrote this song based off of that conversation. 
Shout to my Twitter followers, and I asked, as I normally do on an episode of my podcast, if anyone had any questions, um, and no one had any questions uh, of all my followers. But it's only because I only have like probably 30 real followers. But we'll open the floor up for you guys if you have any questions. Nick never does anything like this, so if you have a question, this is your opportunity. This might be your only opportunity to do so. Anybody question? If you want to know what a song, who a song is about, anything? No? 
Well, this is, this is called flat. This segment's called flat. Well, I'll say something. <laughs> um, this is kind of off what we're talking about, but in my mind, it's not what I kind of planned was um, there's a new thing that we're doing here in Prestonsburg on the 4th of July called uh, Star City Day. Yeah. And, uh, Basically, the whole purpose of the event is to create a platform for our town. Um, I've traveled all over the country, played a lot of shows in a lot of venues, a lot of festivals. And all it takes to have those things is the belief that what you have, there's value to it. And I believe that there's a lot of value with what we have here all around as people, as artists, as local businesses. And um, so that's going on the 4th of July. We're, 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 we're creating, it's a festival to bridge all of that community, artists, um, local business. And uh, we'd love for you to be there and share the 4th of July with us. Just, just to be together and be a part of what we're trying to build here. And uh, um, we're kind of making it up as we go along. You know, there's a group of us that are are working together, but ultimately it's gonna take us all in, in this community to um, make it happen and make it grow. So I know that there's some people here that aren't from Prestonsburg, but if you feel like there's anything that you have to give, uh, there's there's a there's a place for you, and uh, I appreciate you being here tonight. And, um, hopefully, see you on the Fourth of July. And, uh, yeah, I just want to say that. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably that's probably good. I'm not going to put Nick off and let Nick sing as long as he wants, and I think Heather's okay with him singing as long as he wants. Uh, but we'll cut, we'll end the pocket. I think it's the way we're coming in on an hour. But I want you to, because I don't know if you ever listen to my podcast. Everybody subscribe to my podcast. We're going to release what we've done up here. What's it called? Fieldcast. That's what I was just going to tell them. Field, F-I-E-L-D-C-A-S-T, all one word. That's my name, Raven Fields. And it's going to, I don't know when, because I'm actually moving to Lexington Thursday. But the way I always sign off on my podcast is I say, I hope my wife likes it. And I ask you to sing it, my favorite song of yours. I was hoping you would sing that. I'm not dedicated. My beautiful wife right there. She just graduated medical school. I thought when I married a doctor, I'd be rich, but we're still poor somehow. But this is for you, babe. I hope you like it. We were cooking in the kitchen, swinging and swinging, bitching by the backs against the wall. Cause when I told her I was never gonna leave her, tried to make her a believer after all. Cause when I said, I'm gonna love you, I'm gonna love you, I'm gonna love you for the rest of my life, oh, so I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna love you, I'm gonna love you for the rest of my life, oh, so I was broke as a joke, I was taking everything I ever owned downtown so I could That's when she said, boy, this ain't the time to give it in. It's time to get along. It's when I said, I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna love you for the rest of my life. Oh, so I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna love you for the rest of my life. Oh, so. Oh, oh, oh. 
miles just to get this way. Like the cuts and vines we grow each day. We could be as strong as the anchored steel. And then we're just as frail as bad for Hope my wife likes it. 